Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome back. It is Monday, February the 6th, 2023, and I am delighted to be with you this morning. If you tried to watch our live stream yesterday, I don't know what to tell you. Everything was working dandy. I, I don't know. Uh, maybe you remember last year, um, some folks filed a complaint with Verizon because of their tower, slowing their tower down in Middlebrook. I've heard the same thing is happening over by me, and that may be what's going on. I really don't know. Um, but, you know, when you have cellular internet that runs off of cell phone signals instead of the cable internet or the fiber optic that so many people have, and that I think the last governor ran on in Virginia, yeah, high-speed internet for rural areas. I know this is a surprise, but sometimes politicians don't do what they say they're going to do. Anyway, I don't know. I'm, I'm at the mercy of technology. So if you tried to tune in yesterday and you lost us, I'm sorry about that. Nevertheless, you can tell I'm not the slightest bit salty about these things, but I'm glad to be with you this morning. And I hope that technology works today. It is good to have this time with you, especially in light of where we find ourselves in our, uh, our current study here. We are really making our way through. Uh, last week when I said, yeah, I think we'll be done with John this week. How silly of me. Nevertheless, here we are today. And we come to one of my favorite passages. And also, it's really, really interesting what happens here and one of the things that uh that takes place is some people use this to say that john actually ends in chapter 20 because of how chapter 20 ends they say see that's the natural ending spot for the gospel according to john and uh the other was added on later of course there's no real evidence for that but people like to say it um but when we get to 21, you'll see why 21 ends the way that it does. And hopefully today you'll understand why chapter 20 ends the way that it ends. And it's fascinating, y'all. Um, the last time that we were together, we dealt with this idea of the keys of the kingdom being given to the disciples and by extension being given to God's uh, people today through the use of the office of elder, right? We, we see the biblical office clearly set up in the, in the book of Acts. We see that we ought to be carrying that through to today and that church membership matters. But we spent all day Thursday or all morning in our devotional time on that concept. Where we come to today is yet again another instance of what happened with the resurrected Christ, right? This is after he has been raised from the dead. And if you have those little nifty chapter headings over certain portions of scripture, yours might say something like, Jesus appears to Thomas. And if you read the description for today's daily devotional, you'll know that, yes, it's that Thomas, doubting Thomas. Okay, let's pray, and then we will dig in. Our Father, we thank you for this time that you have given to us, that a new week is upon us, and along with it, new opportunities that I pray we would all take. Opportunities to trust you, opportunities to glorify you, opportunities to preach the gospel to ourselves, not conforming to the pattern of this world, but being transformed by the renewing of our minds. Please work in this way, even now, as we come to your word. And I pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So we are in John chapter 20. If you're brand new, we are simply making our way through the gospel according to John, right? Almost done, but not quite. John chapter 20, we pick up in verse 24 today. It says, Now Thomas 
called Didymus. And that in itself, the twin, um, pausing for just a second, why is he called the twin? There are different interpretations of this. There, there are those that view this as he's not a twin at all, but instead he's double-minded. Um, kind of like in the book of Judges. Remember when we went through Judges, Ehud was a left-handed man. Now, was he actually left-handed? Uh, maybe, probably. But being a left-handed man, that also insinuated that that uh, Ehud, he, he's a little tricky, right? He's, he, he doesn't operate conventionally. He's a little sly. He's probably not a guy that you'd want to buy a used car from, okay? You know, he's a tricky guy. I joke around with my wife because she's left-handed and my dad is left-handed. I'm, I'm surrounded by lefties and it's probable that some of you are lefties on here too. Don't take offense. I'm, it's really all in good fun. But Thomas called Didymus the twin. Y'all, it, it could be that he's that he is a twin, but it's likely that this is a double meaning too, as in he's a man of two minds. Fast forward to the book of James, and James talks about the double-minded man that's tossed by the waves of the sea, and he never knows up from down, and all these things. Nevertheless, I, I'm not I'm not hard fast on any of that stuff. Okay, just a suspicion, just putting that out there because that's what we're going to see for a minute in a minute here. This kind of thing that we're going to deal with today with Thomas is not isolated. Okay, there's a few times that he pops up. We'll just look at one other. But nevertheless, verse 24, John chapter 20. Now Thomas, called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. Now, pause. What, what's this talking about? Rewind, right? John 20, 19, on the evening of the first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sides. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, peace be with you. Last week, we talked about how that was the resounding refrain from Jesus. Peace be with you. I give to you not as the world gives. All of these things. But now we found out that Thomas is not there. And you say, well, it says the disciples on John 20, 19. It doesn't say all of them, though. Where was he? I don't know. It, it's not incredibly important. I, I just know he's he was not there when Jesus appeared on the evening of the first day of the week. Right? Anybody? Anybody? I know there's a delay. No sound. Oh, y'all. Um, okay, so I'm um, screen frozen. I'm no sound. This does not look like it's going to happen. Hmm. Anybody else? If anybody can hear me, let me know, or I'm going to end it not like me. Okay, I'm back. All right, great. All right, sorry about that. Um, there's no telling how many people left because of that. Um, but we're going to keep on going anyway. Like I was saying, people talk about doubting Thomas. They don't talk about hurting Thomas. They don't talk about dejected Thomas. They don't talk about disappointed Thomas that has no clue about what has happened and, and if Jesus could possibly maybe come back. The fact of the matter is, y'all, we are really tough on Thomas, but where would we have been in this circumstance? You know, where would you have been? You had so much built up into Jesus. 
Thomas is of the same group. You know, John, John was very clear. Right. Even when he and Peter got to the tomb, John 20, verse 9, they still did not understand from Scripture that Jesus had to be raised from the dead. Thomas is among that group. So is it just doubt? I don't think so. Nevertheless, he's really laid down the gauntlet here. Again, he said, I'm not going to believe it. Unless I can put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe it. Now, here's the fascinating thing. You know, if this is where you might say, well, if I was God, well, if I can tell you this much, if, if I was God, the universe would have ceased to exist a, a long time ago. You know, it, it, we wouldn't, there would be none of that. But anyway, y'all, um, it's fascinating that it wasn't right at that second, as soon as Thomas said, unless I put my finger in the nail marks, that it was none of that, none of that. We find out from verse 26 that a week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them. And what does he say? Peace be with you. And then he said to Thomas, put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, my Lord and my God. You know, the beautiful part of this story is that Thomas goes from this state of doubting and disbelief and hurting and dejection to confessing not only Jesus as his Lord, but Jesus as his God. That ought to do away with any of these notions from Mormons, Jehovah's Witnesses, other cults who say that Jesus never claimed to be God. He sure accepted worship as God. That, that's a side note, but it's a very important one. All throughout the scriptures, only one individual accepts worship, and it's never the angels. It is never people. If Jesus is just a dude, he would never accept worship. Or if he did, that would make him demonic. We see that throughout scripture. So this does away with the idea that, we're, that Jesus is not God the Son. All right? Jesus accepts worship. But then listen to what he says. And this may give us a clue as to why. All right, as to why Jesus waited a week later to appear to Thomas. Then Jesus told him, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and have yet believed. Is this why Jesus waited a week? As opposed to appearing right then there, he could have. Obviously, he knew that Thomas had said these things because when he does show up a week later, the first thing he says to Thomas is, Thomas, come here. Come here, Thomas. Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. So Jesus knew what had taken place a week before, but he didn't come at that point. Why? Well, we don't know. Not really. But we can guess. And perhaps... Usually the simplest explanation is the accurate one. Perhaps Jesus was giving Thomas this time to listen to his fellow disciples, to believe without seeing. Nevertheless, Thomas did not. And so Jesus reappeared again. But also, I think it has to do with how John ends chapter 20. 
And I say John, but realize this is God's word, right? God is breathing this out through John. After Jesus has just told Thomas, blessed are those who have believed without seeing, we hear in verse 30, Jesus did many other miraculous signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. You know, John is yet again given the whole purpose for the gospel according to John. This is it. He said why he has included what he has included. Also, this ought to do away with the notion that John is correcting Matthew, Mark, and Luke, that they're in disagreement with one another. John says, no, 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 no. I've included what I've included that Jesus has done. Jesus did other things, too, that aren't even in this book. They're not even there. But I've included this so that you might believe on the name of Jesus Christ. But these are written that you may believe. And y'all, if you're wondering why this whole episode with Thomas gets in there, what did Jesus just say to Thomas? You believe because you've seen, but blessed are those who believe without seeing. Guess who that is? That's you and me. Because while we may have seen the Lord do miraculous things, while we may know the Lord's presence, while we can testify to what he's done in our life, this record, what Jesus did in his earthly ministry, we haven't seen it. And yet, by the words of the Savior himself, we're told that if we believe it, we will be blessed. And what are we blessed with? Well, what John said here, life in his name. Now, I think the lesson for us is, is multiple things. Number one, we need to be willing to testify as the disciples were. Number two, we should not let our hurt and heartache get in the way of our faith. Because that's a temptation, y'all. Hold fast to that which is true. But also, while seeing is believing is a good thing, I've got a good friend who says, I am from Missouri, I'm a faithful Missourian, and I'm from the show me state. And if I'm going to believe it, I have to see it. And, and he's a pastor, and he's a wonderful man, and he doesn't apply that, obviously, to this. But, you know, this idea of I ain't believing it if I don't see it. With some things, that makes sense. But y'all hear the word of the Lord. This isn't just some eyewitness testimony, though it is an eyewitness testimony. This is the word of God. God's word is enough. God's word is all we need. Believe. Believe. And take that sense of belief in what happened here and apply it to your life. You know, Christian faith, believing in Christ, is not just about what happened in the Bible. It's about what's going to happen to you. When you face difficulty, believe that Jesus is there, that he's not going to leave you or forsake you. When you don't know what to do, believe that God is going to show you the way forward. Believe on the name of Jesus and have life in him. Life that's not just eternal life about what's going to happen one day. I'm talking about today, right now. Believe on the name of Jesus. Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you for this time that you've given to us, and I thank you that... Uh, 
seemingly the technology has worked. I pray for better internet in the near future, and I pray that uh, I wouldn't have these complications because it's so frustrating. But worldly things aside, we are so grateful for your word. We are so grateful for Thomas's testimony. My Lord and my God, may it be so with us. Let us believe, not just about what happens one day, but about what you're doing today. And I pray it all in Christ's name. Amen. Well, I thank you all for being a part of this time and thank you for hanging in there. Let me say this, um, sermon audio may not have the pauses in it once I get it uploaded there. So feel free to go there too. I think I'll upload that um, back to Facebook. But again, thank you for being here. I see Alice, good morning. And there's Marianne and Becky and Rose and Elizabeth and Becky, I'm sorry, the screen froze and Rose, that the sound went out, and there we go. You're back, you're back. I can hear you, praise be. And there's Wayne. Good morning, brother. Thank you all so much, and those who didn't comment as well, Lord willing, we'll see you tomorrow morning at 7 a.m., and I pray that the tech will work. We'll see. Um, but thank you for your patience in this, really. I, I can't tell you how, how much I appreciate it. I don't know if I would have this much patience. I'd probably say, uh, this guy doesn't have it together. I'm, I'm done wasting my time with this. I assure you, it's, it's not really a complication on as far as I'm concerned. You literally just hit one button to go live. It works great in other settings, just not here, but whatever. Thank you for your patience. See you tomorrow morning, Lord willing.